What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the DFS Dose Podcast, your fix of daily fantasy sports information, strategy, and analysis. I'm your host, Ben Hover, and as always, I'm joined by the two J's, Joey Carrion, Jared Marcus, and gentlemen. You know, first things first, I just got to shout you boys out. You know, I was indisposed last week and you guys really held it down, came through, gave the people the info they needed. And, you know, that's why I was seeing uh, you guys live in screenshot life afterwards because, you know, you just balled out, put in the work and hopefully people listened. I mean, I listened. So it was pretty damn, lit. It was a good it was episode. Proud of you boys. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you you were almost right about the uh, the T.J. Hawkinson call. If he didn't decide to try and hurdle some dude for no reason and get taken out, um, that probably would have panned out. But uh, but yeah, um, good episode, and I am stoked to be back and getting ready to dive into this week five slate. Uh, before we get into things, Joey, do you want to tell people how they can support the podcast? You can support the podcast by following us on Twitter at the DFS Dose. You can also subscribe to us on YouTube, iTunes. Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you listen to your podcast, all at the DFS Dose. And then you can join our Slack channel, which is our pinned tweet on Twitter, where we discuss each slate uh, every week. So go ahead, join that, and that is how you can support us. All right, yeah. Uh, You know, do what the man says, and it'll help your bankroll. It definitely Um, will. That's all all there is to say. so guys, let's let's uh, dive into the slate. Before we go position by position, uh, what are you thinking, just in terms of like a general overview? You know, thoughts on lineup construction, etc. I think personally that this might be my favorite slate uh, to date. Just, I, I just like a lot of players on this. I think there's numerous ways that you could build. You know, your cash lineups and your GPPs. Um, you know, specifically for the Millie Maker which I talked about, they have a new uh, bonus in where you uh, can stack a quarterback and wide receiver, and if they get a high score, you win a share of 100K. So that definitely is in play for uh, that contest specifically. But I I just love this slate. Interesting. I was uh, unaware of that new wrinkle with the Millie Maker. So it's if you're the top scoring. Does it have to be like Lamar and Marquise Brown? Okay. Can it be like, oh, it does? Yes. Oh. Yes. See, if you guys watch my video, you would know. Yeah. Hey, bro, it just came out. Don't worry. I will. Yeah, I I'll, I it's part of my process. That, uh, I'll, I'll get Sunday to mornings it. You know, I want to win. Eastern. I want to win some money. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, what yeah, What, what like about What about all. you, Jared? Any thoughts on this slate? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's. I think I think there's some real rough games on this slate, and I, I'm not crazy about this thing they keep doing, where there's like ten games at one o'clock and then two at, yeah, at four. A, it's like could we spread this out, please? Uh, you know, at least we get to see the best team play. So there's that at four o'clock. That's America's game. Oh, America's yeah. game of the week, right? Oh, Detroit's actually right, on a well, bye, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Wow. Um. For me, I'm thinking this late. You know, just in terms of like lineup construction, there are a lot of good plays. Uh, pretty much all over the board, but at running back, especially these top guys from 7,500 and up. You know, DJ Zeke, 
uh, Dalvin Cook, McCaffrey. Um, they're just smash plays, and it's going to be tough deciding whether or not to, you know, lock three of those guys in at the at the cost of sacrificing maybe uh, you know some wide receivers, and whether or not you want to give up one of those spots for Jalen Samuels if uh, if Connor ends up missing like it looks like he's on track to. But uh, we'll get to that at the running back. But let's start off with quarterback guys. Who who stands out to you at, at quarterback um, this week? Just for me personally, uh, specifically for Cash, I think there is numerous quarterbacks in play. Um, sp- specifically between the 6,200 and 5,700 uh, range, I think, honestly, I would be fine with playing any of those quarterbacks besides Drew Brees, um, obviously. <clears throat> and Josh Allen, because he's going to get hurt. Or he is hurt, I should say. Yeah. He is hurt. Still in the concussion protocol as of Thursday. Um, so, yeah, so that range consists of Jameis, Carson Wentz, Rodgers, Prescott, Matt Ryan, Rivers, and Dalton. I, th- I like all of those quarterbacks what about personally. Um, I-, I like Watson this week at 6,700. I don't know if I want to pay up for him in cash games, yeah, I though. Don't. I'm probably at the low end with Dalton. I agree. Do you guys have any concern? I mean, obviously the pace is going to be good. It always is, and he's at home. But, I mean, they scored three three points uh, on Monday night and short week. They're not See, we, we have a, a conundrum with this game. All right. Talk about it. Phillip Rivers – or Phillip Rivers. Andy Dolan and Kyler Murray are two of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL so far this year, right? But their offenses are playing – at the fastest pace this year, uh, Cardinals being one, Arizona is seventh in terms of pace. Um, but their offenses in general, not specifically to the quarterbacks, are uh, very bad. <clears throat> As the Bengals have the second worst offense, and the Cardinals have about the seventh or eighth worst offense in terms of efficiency. Um, but each defense is also very bad as well. So. There's that. I'm 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 thinking that there's going to be a lot of completed passes in this game with very little scoring. That that's how that's what that information <laughs> translates to me because both of these teams are extremely pass heavy and any any type of game neutral you know uh you know without accounting for game script you know they they pass they pass first they're both heavily pass first teams so we're gonna see a lot of plays run in this game because there's going to be a lot of you know clock stoppages um yeah i don't know man i i love i love some of the supporting players like you know dj uh tyler boyd i know some people are into <laughs> tyler eifert for some reason um and then yeah auden tate's even on the map it's just there's going to be so much volume in this game so i guess it really just comes down to whether you value volume over talent which i think we all do so it's it's difficult but i mean like you said there's just not much of a price you know incentive to do this because yeah murray's 6300 dalton is 57 but in that same range you could play matt ryan who's been extremely consistent dak prescott who's been extremely consistent uh except for last week which i think is more of a you know uh an anomaly rather than a trend and same thing with Carson Wentz who sets up to be in a smash spot yeah I mean I agree if I'm paying up I'm going to Watson or Wentz but I don't mind Andy Dalton 
They got smashed on Monday Night Football. It was Monday Night, right? Or was it Sunday? Yeah, but we all know Andy Dalton's yeah, primetime numbers. That boy is horrible. Like, I don't think he's ever put together a good game in primetime. So that doesn't really worry me. Um, Steelers have a good up-and-coming defense. Micah Fitzpatrick filled a big hole on that defense. I still think it was a great trade. I thought it was a great trade, and it's, it is a great trade. And that defense is stepping up. I I don't think that's... I mean, Andy Dalton's bad, but he's going to put up a pretty solid game this week. I think I think he hits 20. And I'm and uh, speaking of Ty Leifert, I think Ty Leifert scores a touchdown to put that out there. Yeah, I think that all of these guys in these in this range, um, Prescott, Rodgers, Wentz, they all have <clears throat> good paths to hit at least 20 points this week. That's why I don't mind playing, honestly, any of them. On, obviously, people are going to go a certain way. Um, you know, I'm looking more towards Wentz or Dak as of right now, um, but I don't mind playing Andy Dawn. Like you said, he should realistically hit at least 18 or 19 yeah. points. Um... In terms of uh, some GPP high upside options, I mean, where are we going? I don't think that there's going to be too much consolidated ownership on any of these guys, so you could probably just stick whoever you want, yeah. you know, in accordance with whatever trying to stacks you're trying to get in there. I mean, for me, um, in GPPs, I definitely want exposure to, to Watson because, like we said, I mean, we're, we're probably not paying up in, in cash for him, but I do think that, you know, play for play, he's probably the best quarterback play with mm-hmm. the highest upside in this game. I like Matt Ryan on the other side. Uh, Matt Ryan on the road is notoriously less efficient than he is at home. But that being said, I mean, in in two road games this year, he's averaging over 300 yards in both of those games, 2.5 touchdowns per game. And, you know, if they want to have any shot whatsoever, they're going to have to score points. Real quick, I I don't know how stupid of a question this is, but does Houston have a dome? Uh, they I do, but they can uh, no, I they can open and close. I know Julio is like ten times better in a dome, and that obviously helps Matt Ryan a ton. They have a dome, but they I don't they know keep the, number. the roof open because it's always hot in Texas. Okay, that's what I figured. I figured if they had something, they would just keep the roof open anyways and have no point of having a roof. I wish I knew the exact number, but it's something like there's only like two games on Atlanta's schedule that they are not playing in a dome. So I think that, you know, that's right. going to contribute to Ryan's right. uh, consistency over the course of the year. Um, I mean, anybody else you guys want to shout out here? I know that just real quick, some people are like getting real fancy and thinking about playing Kirk cousins. He's like popping in a lot of models. People want to go that route. He's cheap. 4,300. The giants defense is, is garbage, but I mean, you know, we're recording this on Thursday. There's a pretty solid chance that, uh, um, you know, Stefan Diggs is not on that team. And I don't know. He I just sucks. I don't think Kirk Cousins is good. And I would advise people to not go that route. Um, I could really see, you know, the Giants, they're a surging team. Uh, granted, the, the opponents they've beaten are, are nothing amazing. But I really could see this just being an overwhelming game for Cousins on Kirk the road. Kirk Cousins they is just horrible. Get absolutely crushed. That was the worst money that they could have spent. This dude is a fucking trash can. He's pretty he's pretty bad. Uh hasn't scored fifteen points yet on DraftKings. Yeah, good so, luck, bud. I, mean, I hope I'm plays him. That's horrible. He's so bad. He's so bad. I don't understand it. Hey. 
you don't need to be great against the Giants. I will say that. Do you guys have any interest in uh, Sam Darnold in, in a potential shootout, assuming that um, you know, his spleen is okay? Nah. This, dude, <laughs> this dude's like, I don't know how good my spleen is right now. That was a quote that came out today. I mean, I don't know how good my spleen is. I don't, like, check it in the mirror. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I guess I don't have that kind of money. Uh, let's move on to running back, guys. So, you know, what stands out to you at the top? Like, like I said in the intro, you know, 7,500 and up, there are a lot of options. Uh, we might even be getting Saquon back. Granted, it's going to be in a tough matchup. Um, I don't know. I'm not really expecting him to be back, but they left the door open in some quotes today. Um, I just don't think you need to go there with guys like McCaffrey and Elliott and, and David Johnson, Dalvin Cook, if you like it. Yeah, I think... McCaffrey is obviously the clear-cut top option this week. He, um, he's just seeing insane usage, 37 touches last week against the Texans. Um, crazy, 10 targets, 10 catches. <clears throat> I just think there's no reason to fade him at 8700 when he should be priced um, in the high 9000s, in my opinion. Um, and then we got Zeke in probably one of the best spots on the slate. Um, home favored running back going up against a uh, bad Packers rush defense. Um, so I love Zeke. I love McCaffrey. Um, like you, you mentioned David Johnson. I love David Johnson as well. Um, we talked about how bad the Bengals defense is. Um, and with Christian Kirk out, I think David Johnson is going to see an increase in targets, maybe even run some snaps in the slot, um, which boosts him specifically for DraftKings, full PPR, obviously. And he's already been running uh, 14% of uh, his routes out of the slot, and it's it's not crazy to think that yeah. that goes up, you know, 16 17 18% this week with, with Kirk out, like you said. So, yeah, I mean, David Johnson, just pure volume. I mean, you look at his receiving work. If, if you take out week two where he got injured and, and missed a big chunk of that game, I mean, seven targets week one, nine week three, 11 week four. Um and like we said, there's going to be a ton of plays ran in this game. I feel like David Johnson is an elite play this week, even even on the road on a bad offense. I feel like he, I feel like he hasn't hit a ceiling yet. I think these are four games, 18, 21. I mean, 25 was a really good game, but he's not being priced like the elite running back that he is. And I think this is um, a week to target him. And, you know, I think he's not going to be played – uh, as much as McCaffrey, Cook, Zeke, and I think um, it's a spot to capitalize this on. This is going to be David Johnson's highest score game of the year so far. I think he, I think he breaks twenty. When in doubt points. it. The Bengals just got tore up by James Conner and Jalen Samuels. Um, they're going to use David Johnson just like that. A couple little swing passes, draw plays. Um, David Johnson should score twice. One in the air, one through the, one through the air, one on the ground. Um, I think he, I think he touches right around thirty points. In all honesty, he's a yeah. lock. For the me. thing, basically, what I want to say to the listeners out there, by playing David Johnson and Christian McCaffrey in your lineups, you're getting basically two extra wide receivers with your RB ones. Yeah, take that as you will. So let me ask you guys a question, because 
I think that, you know, it's pretty likely that Connor sits and that Jalen Samuels becomes the top value, you know, on this slate. So if we're hypothetically, you know, in that situation where we're playing Samuels, David Johnson, um, who's the third running back? It's um, McCaffrey over Zeke for you guys? Yes. For me, yes. I mean... <clears throat> They're close in price. Uh, you know, Zeke's 83. McCaffrey is... 87. I mean, the matchup is better for Zeke because Green Bay is currently operating as as a run funnel because their secondary is, you know, great and they're just getting torn up on the ground. And, and you know, Zeke Elliott, um, his receiving work is back. I mean, maybe it was a one-game one thing, uh, but, I mean, he had seven targets last week. That's the kind of, you know, rate that we saw him have last year pre-Tony uh, Pollard. So, I don't know. I'm, I, I like Zeke quite a bit. I, I think he's my lean between the two. Um, you know, Christian McCaffrey last week had what 37 touches. Like that's not sustainable. I'm sorry. That's not sustainable. He's going to, I don't know. I just, I, I think I, I the Zeke agree. is my lean As between right the two. Now, that's all I do agree with that. Unfortunately, I don't want to play him versus green Bay, but you know, I'm trying to make money. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, Christian McCaffrey is going to get 30 touches. So 25 to 30 is a solid prediction for Christian McCaffrey's touches every week. Um, I think whoever scores yeah, a touchdown, no whoever scores it. a touchdown, is going to score more. And if yeah, Z- yeah. If I, mean, I also have more faith that Aaron Rodgers can keep this game going back and forth than I do yeah. in Gardner Minshew and Kyle Allen. You know what I mean? Um, but but let's keep it going here. Um, Anybody in the mid tier stand out to you? You know, uh, just below those guys, we got Melvin Gordon returning. Uh, we got Austin Eckler as you know a potential great GPP pivot with low ownership, and we know what his upside is if they decide to uh, you know work Gordon back slowly. We got Le'Veon Bell with his quarterback back, um, and Leonard Fournette, who is you know going to be a popular play this week. I, I don't no, really good. see that, but maybe you guys uh, can enlighten me. I'm good, I'm good on Fournette. <laughs> I mean. I mean, it's just nah. It's just the usage that Fournette is getting. Um, I know we were talking about it uh, off the pod, but when Fournette is getting 100% of the running back snaps, you know, 90% of the running back routes ran on drop on the quarterback's dropbacks. Um, it's hard not to play a guy like that at 6,400. Um, and I I don't mind playing him. I mean, he had what. He had 31 touches last week, 21-20 the two weeks before, and he's still relatively cheap. And he, um, you know, touch the touchdowns obviously are variants, but it, should, it just hasn't gone his way. So I think he has a good chance to um, change that this week by scoring. The thing is, is I don't think that the touchdowns are variants. I think that the lack of touchdowns is directly correlated to being on a bad offense, and he's going to be on the road. And like you, I mean, yeah, the the touches are there, but I mean, I just I think it's just recency bias because you know he had thirty points last week and thirty touches. You know, twenty nine attempts before that he hadn't had more than fifteen attempts, and you know before last week he hadn't three xed yeah. once. And I just I don't I don't see it. I don't think that he is overly viable in this spot especially you know if we see value open up lower down the I list mean, i ain't playing um, them so. you guys have any interest in <laughs> okay <laughs> All right. yeah no no yeah um nah austin eckler though 6700 great gpp play like you said 
Love him. You guys like Le'Veon Bell? See, and, uh, I, I liked him, but Joey shut that down real quick no? when I mentioned it the other day. It's kind of kind of fucked up. Really? How how come how come Joseph? I mean, he's got got a significant amount of targets. He's coming off a bye. Should have a better offense this week. I mean, if you want to play Lev because of his um, usage, then you know I don't mind it because he is cheap. Only sixty eight hundred. Um, usually never get him at that price. But let's be real. On the road, going up against the best de- the best rush defense in the league. No, thank you. I mean, if they line them up, if they line them up at wide receiver, let them run some routes, then yeah. But other than that, no. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. the The ground, well, the ground game, know, man. That's that's why people faded Chubb last week because of yeah. defense mattering. It's weird. Supposedly. Philadelphia's run defense does matter, but other than that, you know, defense okay, really so doesn't matter. Okay, only Philly's defense matters. Got it. <laughs> So yeah, Philly's rush defense. I remember. I'll remember Philly's that rush future. defense. Patriots pass defense. Oh yeah, too, yes. Say that. That's um, but okay, so other side of the ball. Um, I mean, are we going to be chasing these Jordan Howard points? I mean, I don't think that that seems like a smart idea. But I mean, he's fifty one hundred, and they're home favorites. I mean, no, Jordan Howard's a scrub. The guy that we need to be talking about is David Montgomery at 5,200, who had 24 touches last week. Um, Trubisky's out against the Raiders and for the foreseeable future. Um, I think they're adamant on giving this rookie more and more touches as the season goes along because I think they finally realize that he's their best running back. Um, And Chase Daniel, game manager, so they're just going to want to run the ball, and this is a spot to capitalize on it um, against Oakland, but they are playing in London, I think. Mm, I kind of like that play, but I'm a little bit like looking at this box score. Like He had 24 touches and 9.7 points. Like How do you even do that? Huh, real so quick, Joey, but, um, since the Eagles' defense matters so much, how come Aaron Jones scored 17.8 points last week? Because he fell in the, what, two touchdowns? One touchdown, yeah. six catches. So issue. Yeah, I'm saying if if the running back I mean, is if, running routes, if Aaron then, Johnson yeah. scores 17.8, I think my boy Lev can score 27.8. <laughs> I'd risk my life that he doesn't score 25 plus. Well, I will well, say that. Okay. I mean, that this might be the last episode for Joey. That seems like a smart bet, I think, but I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I mean, you know what loved from Joey, you'll, you'll know, know what loved it this week. I'll be drowning in money. <laughs> <laughs> um, how about uh, Jalen Samuels, guys? I mean, are we assuming it's lock button if if uh, Connor misses? I mean, forty one hundred. He got eight targets last week and ten attempts. Um, I mean, you just can't fade that workload at that price. And yeah, Baltimore, good defense, but I mean, they just got torched on the ground last week. So I mean, I feel like. Just as a floor play, almost you'd have to lock. I mean, as of right now, I'm really hoping Jalen Samuels plays because I have a fire ass lineup. James Conner, or hope, like hope Jalen Jalen Samuels starts and James Conner misses, and because I have a fire lineup. Right. Yeah. 
it opens up a lot. It opens up a lot. It really does because otherwise you're really looking at three of the top top running backs, and you might have to, I don't know, play something called audio yeah. wide receiver. <laughs> I hope it doesn't come to that. Um, last guy I want to personally mention, um, just as a DP, uh, GPP dart throw, um, I like Duke Johnson this week. Um, you know, we know that Atlanta is terrible at guarding these pass-catching running backs. We haven't really seen it from Duke yet, but um, just based on matchup and scoring environment and what I would expect will be uh, very little ownership. I kind of like just taking a, a dart throw. With Duke uh, this well, week. You, you can Yikes. keep. Yeah, very thin. Keep throwing darts. It's man. thin. It's thin. <sighs> Yeah, I think I think it's time to move to wide receiver. Yeah. I do want to mention I do want to mention Aaron Damn. Jones. Wow! By the way, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, I don't think Dallas okay. had. Where did he just go? I just he just off my screen now. Oh, 59, There he is. Dallas doesn't have that good of a run defense. I think, in my personal opinion, and they gave Aaron Jones twenty touches, but he also had seven targets in the in the passing game last week. If he's going to be getting targets in the passing game and get all the touches because Jamal Williams is out at fifty nine hundred, he's 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 close to a lock, if not just a great value at running back. I still think fifty nine hundred for him is the value. He should be close to seven. His his inconsistency in the receiving game is is the thing that like makes me question him because you know week one one target week two six targets week three one target week four seven targets it's like if if they could just consistently give him those looks in the past game he'd be the best play on the board it's just it's you know are they ever going to do that i mean jamal williams being out i think helps that case so um yeah we definitely good thing that we brought that one up um wide receiver what what stands out to you guys and mike evans yeah, great plays. Those great are my plays. those are my three uh, three top ones. Michael Thomas. Yeah, he's is fifty or uh, uh, sixty eight, sixty six, and even with Teddy, he's gotten sixteen targets the last two weeks. So here's my question, because I've been looking at Michael Thomas, and it, it feels like a conundrum. It's like, how do you not play him at that price, uh, even with Teddy? But, like, the answer is one spot below him. It's 6,500. It's Tyler Boyd. Uh, you know, we, we've already talked about this game plenty, but, I mean, uh, you know, Boyd busted last week only six targets, but in, in the games prior, 11 targets, 10 targets, 12 targets. When you, you know, consider the pace of this game, like, I think it's much more likely that he's getting double-digit targets and... I mean, come on. Like, like we have to play Boyd, and are we going to be able to play two of these um, guys? In my lean with Michael Thomas over Boyd is because the Buccaneers gave up... Hold on. They gave up 45 receptions last week. That's a lot. And and I know. Yeah, but the Rams' offense is a yeah, different I know, story. But the they were running a lot of underneath routes, a lot of quick slants, drags, hitches, and Michael Thomas is elite over the middle, short, little intermediate routes, and that's that's all Teddy Bridgewater can throw because he can't throw deep. And yeah, that's just the thing is he runs low eight yeah. routes. So you're just hoping that his volume is there on a weekly basis. And it basis. still is there with Teddy. <clears throat> um, and no matter who's stolen Michael Thomas the ball, if you throw to him, there's like a 95% chance he's going to catch it. All his, target 
his target to reception oh, yeah. every single week is is ridiculous. He has eight targets that he hasn't caught out of uh 16 29 42 that's ridiculous that's high that's that's even kind of low because i mean should i mean he would get more more targets with drew Brees, but still it's ridiculous it's just any anything thrown his way he's gonna catch um, and against tampa where they just play a little, it seems to me to me like they just play a little soft zone michael thomas is gonna eat on the middle him and camara Would I be crazy to not play? I'm either? playing Michael Thomas. I said I said that on Sunday. I'm. I mean, I'm playing. I mean, Tyler I'm playing. Boyd. I'm playing Michael Thomas, or Keenan Allen. I mean, who are you looking at, Joey? If you're not looking at these two, I mean, <clears throat> personally, I think that paying up for three running backs um, is the optimal lineup construction for this week because I want the, you know, 70 to 80 touches that I'm going to get if I play McCaffrey, David Johnson, Dalvin Cook, or Zeke in my two running backs and flex. So, obviously, we're going to have to pay down to find some value. Um, I mean, you mentioned Auden Tate. I think I think he's viable. Um, 3,500. 16 targets over the last two weeks increase um in snaps uh with john ross going on ir so i do like tate at 3500 but i think the the better value play is uh fuller at 4500 he's gonna he's he's gonna catch a touchdown sometime yeah i mean he has to and i think this is the game if you've been on twitter at all you see the air yards i mean people are real hype about these air yards with will fuller i mean cuz it's just absurd how how close he's been to that massive game and eventually it's going to happen this this uh, seems like a good his, defense uh, and game environment his to take a dot that is 20.07 that's 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 insane uh kenny stills was present today at practice so you know, I guess we're unsure about that. Joey, before the pod, you mentioned uh, that you think that Stills' availability impacts uh, Cutie more than it impacts yeah. uh, yes. Will Fuller. I wholeheartedly believe that if Stills is active, that uh, puts a damp on Kitty Kiki's um, usage in the past game and not Fuller slash Hopkins. Interesting. Um, do you guys have any interest in Deontay Johnson at home? Forty-four hundred, uh, two touchdowns in the last two weeks, giving him the value. But I mean, he's had six targets each of the last two weeks. Uh, it seems like a floor play to me. I mean, um, I wouldn't be opposed I'm to good. it. I guess. I'd rather just play Will Fuller, and I I don't really need to pay down for I mean, two wide receivers here. For GPPs, I th- I like them, um, just because. He has been good the last two weeks. He looks like uh, Rudolph's favorite target, even with Juju and James Washington in the Steelers' offense. Um, Still cheap. The Ravens are a pass funnel, as we all know. And um, he is averaging the most yards per separation on routes ran in the entire NFL. Okay, um... Uh, what else? Anything else here at wide receiver? I mean, there's. I mean, there's a bunch of guys that we that, that we didn't mention. We didn't talk about Hopkins and Julio as probably the best wide receiver wide receiver plays on the slate. 
7800 7700 yeah. this looks like a prime uh spot that these guys are just going I mean, to go off yeah i mean uh, hopkins like it, it has to be time right like it's just got to he had he had that huge 34 point game in week one and it's been under 13 points in each of the last uh you know three weeks we know what kind of player he is i mean i'm all over this game and i think that there is a legitimate shot actually i think it's probable that you know, when it comes down to it, you know, Will Fuller has more ownership than Hopkins this week. Like, Hopkins could actually be the ownership pivot, Hop- which would be Hop- just nuts. Um, <laughs> He's going to abuse I, I, I can't wait to play Hopkins this week. It's going to be yeah. gross. Him and Julio are just going to go at it. <laughs> and Julio is going to abuse Justin Reed on the other side of the ball. So, Yeah. It seems like that is an awesome GPP uh, contrarian lineup build because, like, you know, everybody, like Joey said, is going to be focusing on the expensive running backs. You know, you fade those guys in a GPP and you you jam these two guys. You in guys don't you, got any love for Mike Evans? That's a ceiling. That's a ceiling right there. Against Lattimore, statistically, um, the, he's given up the most yards in coverage this year. It's like 300 yards. I don't know. I I do have interest in Evans, but I also have interest in Godwin, who, you know, went full God mode last week, 44 points on 14 targets, despite being pretty questionable, and he's missing practice uh, on Wednesday. I haven't seen the Thursday report yet. Um, and we know that the Saints get abused in the yeah, slot consistently PJ. where Godwin runs a ton of his routes. I, I don't know. I don't know if I can pick yeah. Evans over Godwin in that and because they're so closely priced. I mean, Evans is actually more than him, the, which makes it why not just, shaky to me, but I wouldn't argue it. Yeah, the, go ahead. <clears throat> yeah the, just, the Saints are giving up uh, 28.7 points per game to slot. Yeah, why slot not? Let's easily. just play fade all the top running backs, play Hopkins, Evans, Godwin, and Fuller and see what happens for GPP. <laughs> I'll tell you what's happened. We'll be sailing to the money. Um, I, I want to be on record saying uh, fade this Adam Thielen narrative that, you know, the what a, what a squeaky wheel narrative or something because he complained. Like, no, I just think the Vikings are going to descend further into chaos. And, you know, maybe it probably won't be Zimmer, but some, some assistant coaches are going to get fired before this gets rectified. Like, this is going down before it goes up. I don't think that this is the week to try and – uh, jump on the Thielen train, especially when he's more expensive than Thomas and Boyd right under him. Damn. Hot takes out here. I don't know if I agree. Do not know. I mean, this dude Thielen hasn't had a single game with nine targets yet. Like, I, I just don't get it. I, I think don't get it. Um, it's, it's purely narrative-driven. It's not numbers-driven. It's not numbers-driven, but, like, when – your receiver is calling you out. You're going to get this man the ball. Like, this dude, Thielen, might have 27 targets this week. I don't even think. Okay. He called Kirk Cousins might not even throw it D- Diggs availability. Okay, Kirk Cousins is throwing it more than 30 times this week. They're going to throw the ball. That's just simple. They're getting fucking crucified in the media. Okay. Maybe does that change their game plan? Who knows? You know, we don't know if Mike Zimmer is a smart guy or not. But the football that they're trying to implement in Minnesota, this 1980s football, that doesn't work in 2019. Hence why it was popular back then and it's not now. You got to throw the ball to win. You're not going to win by running the ball and controlling the clock. It's not going to happen. All right. 
<clears throat> Strat strats by Joe. All right. I mean, I like it. I like it. And the other thing I want to say is, like, uh, Jared, you mentioned Keenan. Um, Broncos have been pretty stingy against wide receivers, and I'm probably, you know, the least concerned about matchup in any given situation. I don't think it's that important. Um, but it's just worth noting that Keenan, uh, you know, it's, it's not an easy matchup by any stretch, and Keenan splits, um, you know, in the eight games he's played against Denver as division rivals are not positive. Uh, he's always struggled against them. So, I mean, take that, you know, as you will. I, I wouldn't argue for playing Keenan. I think that getting five targets last week was definitely an anomaly, and I would expect him to be back in the double-digit range. I just don't know if it's uh, – I don't know. I just – I like the other guys. Yeah, I was just thinking that because Chris Harris is going to shadow. Right. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know if – you know, he could snap, though. So I don't, I don't want to, like, totally recommend against it for GPP. I just don't think he's a cash play personally. Um, anything else, guys? Or are we good to move um, on to tight end? We're all set on this end. Damn, yeah. I kind of want to go back to Corey Davis for GPP again. All right. Uh, I mentioned him last week, and everyone laughed yeah, at me, no, and then he you. scored 20 points. Bills are pretty good, too, though, in terms of their defense. But, you know, whatever. I mean, he, he could still snap. I don't think that there's any stock, nah, really, we should he's be a putting bomb. into, like, A.J. Brown. 20, uh, 20 points is his ceiling. No, thank you. All right, guys. Yeah. Damn. Um, all right, you you guys you guys go. Uh, it's Tyler Eifert time. Somebody somebody take the reins. The all right, I'll, I'll start uh, this off. So Ben, who is Tyler Eifert playing this week? Oh, let me check my data. I, I think he's playing a team you known know, as the Arizona you, Cardinals. Yeah. All right, enough said. Do you know approximately how many points they've given up to tight ends? <laughs> Yeah. Approximately. Um, can I take? Can I, I, can I take in. a guess? Um, approximately two thousand yeah, seven hundred points. Um, it's about it's about I don't know exactly, but it's about one hundred and twenty-one points. And divide GGs. that by four, Ben, if you mind, if you mind, one hundred twenty-one. Oh, roughly two five thirty point two five something. All right, now let's give Eifert. Yeah. Cause he's not he's not he's not elite anymore. Half, half that. Let's give Eifert half that. What does that What does that give you? Fifth. About fifth, uh, yep. and uh, multiply or divide that by three point three. Five xing. Roughly five X. There you go. Is this uh, algebra, fucking I like the algebra math. class? I like that we held our. I like <laughs> that we, we just go. held the listener's so, hand through a little bit of uh, what else some do you division. need to know about tight end? Nothing. Yeah, that's it. We're <laughs> we're taking half of what everyone's done this year and giving it to Tyler Eifert, and he's still and he's still five Xing. Um. What say you? Uh, to the potential counterpoint that this gentleman is averaging four targets per game, hasn't put up 10 points yet, um, and is just not on a good team. And will be the second or third option. I mean, he'll ha he'll be at least the third option. We're, we're, getting, the best, I mean, we're getting the best pace-up spot in the league as of right now. 
process. Eifert had two or three end zone targets last week, which if he catches it, if he catches a touchdown, he's already two xing. Um, and those numbers I just gave you for the Cardinals, and John Ross is hurt. Those targets have to go somewhere other than Auden Tate. And they're not going to be running the ball when the when the Cardinals are throwing ninety eight times a game with Kyler Murray. They're not <laughs> running the ball. If and the Cardinals' uh, run defense, um, yeah, it's is pre- it's not pretty solid. So they're going to be throwing the ball. He'll probably throw close to forty times. Even if you want to over exaggerate and give Tyler Boyd seventeen targets, give Arden Tate ten, give G one Mixon like. Seven, you still got Eifert's getting like six to eight, and two or three will be in the red zone. You guys don't just feel like a little bit like just like icky and slimy, like clicking Tyler Eifert's team <coughs> in 2019, no. though. Like, that's the thing with me. It's My like, thinking oh, man. is I don't know. it's tight end, right? You're paying down right. to the, you're paying down in the best possible man, po- best possible matchup. On the board at tight end, um, going up against the Cardinals. He's cheap. He allows you to fit, you know, if you want to go the route of three top running backs, you know, two top running backs and a top wide receiver. I think the points and the touches that you will get through playing those guys and the upside of Eifert is the most optimal way to build your line. Ben, let me tell you something. Remember when I told you, Told you guys play Greg Olson over Zach Ertz two weeks ago, and you're like, hell no. Remember that? And and Olson yes. scored. I do. Like 14 more than Zach Ertz at an almost 2k discount. And after Olson scored that touchdown, I'm like, yo, let's play with right. Will Disley next week. I can't wait. And you guys are like, nah. I was. All right. Don't that, say you guys. Everybody was on ben, Will, ben, William. Ben was Besides like, Benjamin. Ben was like, nah. I was like, all right, I know, but... whatever. Then Will Disley scores a touchdown, and immediately I'm like, wow, I can't wait to play Tyler Eifert next week. Are you gonna Are you gonna go three times a charm and not Let trust me... me three weeks in a row and pay up for Evan Ingram or Zach Ertz? I will not be paying up for Evan Ingram or Zach Ertz. Uh, well, maybe in GPPs, but. Let me make my my counterpoint because I really like Austin Hooper this week. That is where my eyes go. Um, you know, I'm not decided yet by any stretch. Like I might just have to eat the eat the Eifert chalk. But I mean, Austin Hooper has more targets in the last two games than than Eifert has on the season, and he shows that he can get it done in multiple ways, right? I mean, you know, uh, week three against the Colts, he had 24.6 points. You know, granted, there was two touchdowns involved, and then he follows it up the next week with nine receptions for 130 yards, gets the 100-yard bonus, and arguably uh, enters the best scoring matchup, you know, scoring environment this week out of any of those three weeks. And he's only 4,500. And I value targets more than matchup. Uh, That's just the way that my brain is wired. I mean, um, I don't know. I think that Austin Hooper is a pretty – Pretty great cash play and GPP uh, play as well if you want to stack him in that game stack. Uh, uh, we need to rewire your brain. 
18 targets in the last two weeks. No, nah, I like I like over. I mean, a much like better game. A lot. Um, just rather take the 1200 discount and play a scrub. I don't know. I think it also depends to me on whether or not Samuel opens up because I think that that 1200 is a lot more valuable. Um, if if you can't play Samuels, but if you're fitting in a 4100 dollar running back um i don't know i don't know if that 1200 i don't know man i haven't seen how the texans Um, are against tight ends i mean they played greg olson last week and shut him down but they've also played the chargers who didn't have who don't have a tight end the jags who don't have a tight end and the saints who don't use jared cook and when i say don't have a tight end i mean they don't have a good one so right yeah, and, and that, that's part of the reason that, that defense versus position matchups don't really mean too much until the later part of the season because so there it's such a small sample size and so much of it is dictated based on the personnel of three or four teams that they're facing. So you don't really get a clear picture. That being said, uh, you know, obviously we're seeing something with the Cardinals and and you know, that's clear. But I just think that unless you're you know, one of the top three or bottom three. Right, exactly. Like, especially like um, but, you know. the Jets. They're second best against tight ends. They play the Bills. The Browns and the Patriots. Do any of them have a tight end that they actually use? No. So are you going to fade Zach Ertz? Uh, are you going to no. fade Zach because they're second him. best against tight end? No, you're not. These rank these rankings these rankings mean no, nothing. No, I like Ertz this week. So that's I would never I never go by that. Right. Other than that green number thirty two against Zach Ertz uh, uh, against Tyler Eifert. <laughs> that's fair enough. So in terms of you know if you're gonna go anywhere else in GPPs, do you like the top three I guys? Like Ertz. Ertz Ingram and Darren Waller. Either either of these three. Yeah, Ertz is Ertz. just cheap. I also like Mark Andrews a lot. Andrews against uh, against the Steelers. He's had a pretty consistent target share himself, 8, 9, 7, and 8 through yeah. 4. Weeks. Yeah, I don't so, mind him. Yeah, I, I could see that as well. Um, that's really all I'm seeing at, at tight end. If you're not going to play, you know, Hooper or, or Eifert, I mean, you could go with one of those other three or four if you like Andrews. Do you guys not like besides Kyle that, Rudolph and his seven garbage. targets this year? <laughs> uh yeah i'm good yeah. on that yeah, i'm straight <laughs> all, all good um all right guys defense dst uh what do you like what stands out to me off the bat is the steelers at home against the ravens um you know ravens are a good offense no doubt about it but i mean the steelers had eight sacks last week uh 2100 at home I don't know. Seems like a nice, uh, nice spot to just That's, pay down. And, that you're and you're going way too far down. I, you missed the best play on the slate. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Pull pull an extra blue face out your pocket. Yeah. Yeah. You <laughs> I'm going to, right. Want me to go on? Me the road and Joey here, huh? play a nice road. We're on defense. Discord for an hour and a half on Sunday. Yeah, I'll take I'll take the victory. And we were sitting here, it was twelve fifty eight. We were like, shit. How are we gonna fit in Calf, Eckler, Keenan? We were like Joey was like, Well, let's play the Bucks defense and I was like, Alright, fuck it. 
so we played the Bucks defense. They got us 15 points at 2,100. They haven't scored under 8 points yet this year. And they're giving up a ton of... I mean, they've given up 34, 32, 19. I mean, they're giving up... They're giving up uh, real-life points, but they're getting... They're getting sacks. They're getting interceptions. They're getting fumbles. They have a fumble recovery in every game this year. Yeah, they have two defensive touchdowns. They're getting the stats that matter. They're they're getting good pressure, and that's basically on the back of uh, Shaq Barrett, who's been the best defensive player in the NFL uh, so far this season. Yeah. So I mean, I um, I haven't paid up for D. De- I played the Steelers two weeks ago. At twenty three hundred, I'm playing the Bucks. I played the Bucks last week. I'm playing the Bucks again this week. But if I had to, I like the Steelers, like Ben said at home. Um, but if I'm paying up, I mean, I'm just gonna go to the Eagles. But you like that process, right? I, w- I, I was I like. just like, I was just like, who me? Nah, the process that we picked the Bucks defense. That's oh, a great yeah. process. Oh yeah, no. For we sure. I was I was like yeah, absolutely. You know, <laughs> pay down all the way. Might as well, right? There was a, Jerry. Jerry was like, screw well, it. Yeah, it was it's the old. It was the only mode, way dude. for me to get calf in my it's lineup. Classic. How I liked it, and we smashed. Hmm. Um, in terms of some GPP pivots besides those two, which I think are both strong cash plays. Uh, I like the Giants in a potential smash the Vikings spot, which is what I think that game is going to be like. Granted, they're a terrible defense, but, um, I mean, hey, they scored 24 points against Washington last week. Um, I don't know. that That's viable, I think. And also a little bit of, you know, um, just contrarian in terms of the rest of the slate. Go up to the Cardinals at 2,900 because this, this you know, Bengals offensive line is absolutely abysmal. Like I just said with the Steelers, they gave up eight sacks last week. They're on a short week. Um, Cardinals defense is nothing special. In fact, it's actually pretty terrible. But, I mean, they could just get a, a couple sacks and uh, Andy Dalton could implode. So I think that's a good GPP pivot if you want to like get off Panthers some of the Bengals skill position, guys. They, they have, uh... I mean... Panthers at 2,600. Yeah. I mean, the best play on the slate is obviously the Redskins at 1.8k. Like, I've n- I've never seen anything that cheap. Like a, a defense. Yeah, I've never seen a defense. I thought it I thought I it stopped honestly at didn't know that it could get that. I don't think they would like disrespect anyone and go under 2000. <laughs> like nah, but best Like they are NFL yeah, that players. That is actually kind of nuts, but <laughs> Yeah. I mean, and they are at home. Nah, the best best defensive play on the slate is the Patriots by far. Who'd you say? The Patriots. Patriots. Shocking, yeah. shocking. We had to get the bias taken there one yeah. time. Yeah. Biased. That's cool. What? Well, we always get it. We always get the best play in the slate is someone from the Patriots every week. Is the Patriots? Yeah, all right, <laughs> okay. What do you mean? They have the high, highest ceiling, you know, if you're part of Defense Matters, they have the highest ceiling on the slate going up against either Case Keenum, Dwayne Haskins, or Colt McCoy. Pick your poison. Don't you yeah, you were tripping. 45 on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tripping. I mean, if you want to win GPPs, um, you got to play the Patriots defense. Just eat the 4,300. Like, they're going to get you 15. I mean, I guess. 
<laughs> um, yeah, I guess. Um, real quick, just before we get out of here, I do want to say there was a little bit of news uh, that Devontae Adams is missing practice again, too straight, and is looking highly questionable for this week. We didn't mention it, but Marquez Valdez-Scantling, 5,600. And if, for some reason, you know, Adams were to miss, I think that that actually just strengthens uh, Aaron Jones as a play uh, because the Packers would probably run a little bit more than they would have had Adams been in there. So I just want to keep the people updated on it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I knew – I felt like he was going to play all week. They, um, they said something okay. about that, um, like, right after Sunday. Boy, he got turfed, yeah. though. Mm-hmm. Tough, tough times. Could have used him in the yeah. red zone. Uh, that's tough. Uh. Yeah. Uh, let's let's move on, guys. We got just uh, two more segments before we finish off here. Give me a one percenter. Who is a one percent owned player that you think you know will be in a GPP winning lineup? Like, Ooh. give it to the people. They need it. Calvin Ridley. Um. Yeah, Ooh. I'm going. I, I like that too, but I'm going uh, Sanu. Yeah, Same it's got to be one of them to pair with Julio. I like it. Yeah. Sanu or Ridley? Yeah, I like Sanu at 4,200. I, I think I just lot. think Ridley has a home run threat, and I don't think Sanu does. It's just um, okay. Ridley plays more outside. Sanu is more of their slot receiver, and the Texans are giving up. A lot of points as well to slot I like receivers. Sanu. He's got a lot of targets too the last couple of weeks. I like Sanu too, but if we're trying to ship a GPP, I feel like Ridley has legit forty point upside in in his you know top output, and I don't think Sanu has that. He's more of a guy who like yeah he could smash and get like twenty twenty two. I think if he gets like if you want that yeah, forty Ridley burger did that, that breaks twice, didn't he last year. year. I mean he did, at least did it once. I think Sanu could hit yeah. twenty five. He could. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, there's a $700 discount uh, if you want to go down to Sanu. And my one percenter is actually in that same game. I already brought him up earlier. Uh, Duke Johnson. Yeah. Let it fly. Let it fly. No, 4200 It'll be the perfect GPP pivot off of Jalen Samuels. Only 100 more. I don't think Jalen uh, Samuels yeah. is going to be that on. I should have mentioned that in running back. but. If Connor misses, you don't think he's going to be the chalkiest player on the slate? I mean... Oh, I have another one. If Sam Darnold plays, Robbie Anderson. Oh, yeah. 100%. I'd rather play Rob... What about Crowder? You think Crowder goes back (laughs) to getting, like, 17 targets? when when Anderson has a I think he only got all those targets because they were playing the Bills, and they don't have... I mean, their slot... I don't even know who their slot corner is... But, like, he's not throwing it to the outside of Robbie with Trey White all over his back. And the Eagles don't have an elite corner anyways. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Maddox, also, if Maddox is covering him, he might go for 500 yards. That boy is doo-doo. That's fair. And uh, low-key Deshaun Jackson may or may not return. I think that he will have very low ownership if you want to get on a little bit of upside there. Upside potential with yeah, to Deshaun Jackson as a stack. But, um... Let's finish off the show, guys, with our best bet of the week. You know, give me, you know, over and under, a game, money line. Like, what is it, guys? What's the best You want to win all the money the in terms of sports mm-hmm. betting. You know, you want to clean out Vegas mm-hmm. or wherever you bet, your book, your local, local book. book. America's game of the week. 
Cowboys Packers, 425 Eastern Time on right. Fox. Dallas is minus right. three and a half. Smash the Cowboys. Smash the Cowboys, minus three and a half, huh? Smash them. Right. Seems like a good bet right, to me. At I home like against the right, Packers, right, smash them. You know what the actual best play of the week is? Um, the Redskins money line. Plus 3.5. <laughs> if you bet on the oh. Redskins money line, you might as well send me the money. No, nah, my favorite play is the uh, <laughs> Cardinals to win. Uh, I like that. That's an underdog money line right there. That's that's plus 150. Yeah, the owner just died. Lava. Um, Oda oh. just Oda just died. Wow. Narrative, get him a dub. Yeah, <laughs> give me that. That's fucked up. You never heard the Oda just died. Died. We have to win. Narrative. <laughs> Jared I is thought, so I insensitive. Pretty, you know, I don't listen. 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 Hey, I mean. Yeah, I didn't kill him. It's not like. And Jared he'd be him. pretty disappointed if I didn't use that to win money. Yeah, I know. I mean, come on. This is a billionaire we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, so he appreciates you think he you think he got business. there by being sensitive about people dying? Yeah, Are you kidding me? He, he probably played some bets when Al Davis wow. passed away. I know I should have. Well, we know Facts. who you know is the insensitive. That's why, dude. Just just play just play Larry Fitz because he's All gonna show out for his boy that took care of him the last. 13, 15 years, however long he's been in, in the NFL. And Kyler's going to be the young bucks slinging the ball. Get them get them a dub. Take the money line. Don't even bother taking the points. Who needs points? Money line plus 160, I think. 145. Yeah, oh, give me that all day. Put a G on it. Send me, send me, send me tips, too, when you're done. And, uh... <laughs> And for me, you know, I'm actually going to follow the example that Jared has set, and I'm going to pick an underdog money line as well. New wow. York Giants to win. I mean, they're at home, favored, uh, or not favored, I'm sorry, uh, at home, 4.5 dogs. And, yeah, I mean, they're going to smash the Vikings because the Vikings are about a week or two away from utter collapse. Um, and it starts this week as Danny Dimes soars to his third straight victory. Uh, so you should... Take that plus two hundred and ten. That money, Ben. We might have to. Oh, we might have to God. hit. Money. <laughs> we might have Seriously, to hit that logo. We're going to. Hey, we're going to the I'm casino down. after this recording and smashing you every might, underdog. We might have to hit that logo. I'm with it. Jeez. I am seriously with it. <laughs> yeah, I'm with it. Um. Yeah, and I guess that is. Uh, that's gonna be it for this week, guys. So. You know, thank you for listening. Uh, we will be back next week, Friday, as we always are. Um, you know, you can follow us on social media. Uh, mine is at Ben Hover, B-E-N-H-A-U-V-E-R. Jared, <laughs> peep that you didn't know what my Twitter yeah. was last week. That's straight savage, but it's cool. Um, do you guys want to tell them? Uh, <laughs> tell them where they can find you guys on social. You can find me at Joey Carrion underscore on Twitter. Uh, same thing for YouTube if you want to go over there and uh, watch my. You can content. find me at Jared underscore underscore Marcus. 
All right, guys, let's uh, sail to the money. We'll see you next week.